0: Welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, Executive Prime at Knobcat Games, and this podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the progress of our game, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk, a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling, loot-grinding adventure. And I'm joined today by our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia and uh we don't have anything really specific on the list but we usually end up getting into something when we start talking but we've been starting every podcast with the uh server update and uh you know if this is your first time tuning in or whatever the the servers are kind of the last thing that we have on our list before we can you know go public start getting some testers and and eventually you know release the game so We've been doing the server update kind of to keep everybody informed. And, you know, it's been slow going. Uh, TJ's learning the server stuff kind of as we go. So um, what's new with the servers?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'd say we might have reached a point where outside of any potential issues that we don't really know of that could pop up, the server can kind of stay active and I don't have to turn it on, on and off as I continue to test it. So the last thing about it is that now, when a player joins the server, should be able to get anybody to join the server. When I do have somebody join onto it, it'll you know list like this player is connected to this server, and any player is able to grab a server when they need to or connect to an active one, if there's an active one as the alternative. Right. So the
0: servers are running now. So like when you log into the game on on our Steam account, the Steam uh, Workshop account. Like, and I'm playing. Am I playing on the servers now?
1: Yep. Yeah, so now when you log on, I do got to mess around with it, because the time when you log on might be a little odd. It's like you got to log on to the game, but not click the play button for a moment, because it's got to wait to connect before you start to sync. Okay. I just got to kind of force it where it's a forced connection, where even if you press the sync button, it's going to connect because it needs to. Okay.
0: Yeah, or hide the play button until you sync or something.
1: Yeah, but it's now at a point where, like, you can reliably connect to the server. It tells PlayFab, and I'm able to look at that and see that people are connected to it, that people have, like, grabbed the server so that they can actually make use of it.
0: So if I wasn't connected to the server, would I still be able to play the game? Seems like a dumb question, but...
1: Currently, yes. (laughs) Uh, That should be changed. I gotta, like, it probably makes the most sense, but you cannot click the play button button until you're connected
0: yeah because i've been waiting you know because right now it says not logged into server and i just logged into my account and i'm waiting for that message to change before i hit start Mm -hmm. and then uh it it usually goes to disconnected from server i think is what it says and i have only seen it say like logged in or whatever once Um. So, maybe this is maybe more for off the podcast, but...
1: <laughs> Might require some more testing, because it could be a deal with, like, some stuff like this could be, you know, maybe if you didn't close out of the game, the game still connects you to a degree, but you're not fully connected, so it just, like, gets stunned. It doesn't know what to do, it just sits there as, <laughs> like, an in-between state.
0: I'm going to open it back up and see what happens on a fresh one so I can tell you, but... Yeah, it's exciting that we're making progress. Um, okay, yeah, it goes straight to disconnected from server whenever I log in. <laughs> well, that is not what
1: I like to hear. Yeah, that's not good. So it was working. It was, mm-hmm. it, it definitely was working. Now as it starts to get some testing where, like there's only so much I can test on my own, kind of reaching a point where we need to split the testing into other people trying to connect to it to see what happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we can mess around with that too, see if you can see me trying to connect or whatever. But yeah, I've been doing like like last night I streamed, you know, playtesting or whatever and for like three hours and I didn't really well, I ran into some problems, but none of them seemed like it was like disconnecting me or anything. But I guess you said you can still play if you're not connected. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. maybe I wasn't
1: connected the whole time. I wanted to keep it like that for now because I didn't want a situation where you're connected and then something goes wrong and you just do straight to the main menu.
0: Yeah, I mean, that might have to be what it is, though, so that we can identify those problems, I guess.
1: Yeah, see what goes on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because
0: it's just saying, it still says disconnected from server on my end, so... I'm going to click back into it. You're probably not going to like this one, but in my testing last night, I discovered that all legendary powers are not showing up and not working on items. (laughs) That's uh, interesting. (laughs) Because I got like my first legendary on this character and I was like, oh sweet. And then I was like, wait, it doesn't have, you know, the crit chance or whatever it was supposed to have as a legendary power. And then I started, like, looking, and as I got some more items, I noticed that they're all, like, not there. And it's not even that it's not listing it, it's just, like, it's totally gone. Just completely disappeared. Yeah. Because, like, if you equip an item that's supposed to have, like, crit chance or something, and then you go into your information, you still don't have crit chance showing, like, in your information tab, so. Hmm. That's interesting. (laughs) That's, uh, fortunate.
1: Joys of game dev, I guess. (laughs) Yep. On another note then, um, I guess it's more positive that could lead to more bugs. All your saved data is now put onto the server. So, if for whatever reason, I guess, like if you get a new computer or something, you don't have to worry about things getting reset. Everything that you once had will carry over between uh, different computers.
0: Right, so if I make another account with a different email, I should be able to log into both of them and and be totally independent now, right? Yep, I might test that later.
1: <laughs> it definitely requires testing. It's
0: in theory, it works. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because we don't want people like blending their accounts with other others ones. It seems like it would be like prime for hacking as well. If if uh that was the case, if you were able to, like, log in and get some information from one character
1: onto the other. (laughs) It just kind of mixes the two. (laughs) Yeah. You go on, it's like you don't have your loot, but you can go to Dungeon 10.
0: Yeah, like you have all your paragon points or something like that.
1: (laughs) I might still have it, I'm pretty sure I had two accounts on this that would probably just help me test stuff like that, but have to check it because i don't know what i said is like the email the password on that. <laughs> but with something like that i think not only does it make it so you can bounce between computers so you can't lose your save data but it might also make it so that it would transfer to mobile when you reach that stage
0: yeah that was my main goal with that you know we want to be cross-platform basically i could also see a situation where someone plays it at home and then also logs in and, like, work on their computer or something like that. You know, like, I can see playing on multiple devices even now.
1: Yeah, I feel like a game like this would make sense where you bounce between devices like that. Especially, like, if you can play it in the background, which you're already able to, then there would be times where you just kind of want to pop on, put your character on auto, and then do his thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely the intent of it, so hopefully hopefully it works and people play. I did notice something that, that I'm going to think about, but like the astrolabes, right now we have it capped at 20 is the amount that you can have, and then Bixby can make up to eight and hold them as well. So basically you have 28 breach runs and it takes a while to play all of those. Like I like I said, I played for three hours last night and I only used one Astro pack at the very end for like the last like 20 minutes. So like, I don't know if that's too much play time or like just right or, or what, it's kind of interesting. Cause like people definitely wanna be able to log in and play for a while but also if you're required to like spend all of your energy every day to be like efficient <laughs> and, and you can play for three hours
1: i don't know it might be too long it might feel like too much of a chore i don't know that does kind of sound like a while I, I, it always depends on the type of game it is like a game like this sometimes you would want to be able to be efficient on it go on it's like i got to spend this energy these astros and it only takes a few Like an hour or two to do it. But then at the same time, if it's too little, even ignoring the amount of time, the amount of reward you get might be too small.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. Bixby only makes, like, hmm, I'd have to do the math. But, like, if you log in and always keep him, like, producing them, I think he still only makes, like, 8 or 10 a day. So you can stock up up to 28, but daily, you only really get, like, 8 or 10. So actually, it might might be all right. So if someone consistently does it, then they will run out. Yeah, and if you miss a couple days, you're not completely punished because you can save them up as well. So it's probably pretty good the
1: way it is. Which is in an astral pack. Is that, like, 5? 6. 6. That's a good amount of loot that you can get. Assuming so you are able to beat the whole breach in one attempt
0: yeah it's definitely i've been like trying to do the math and and figure out like because you can get legendaries from rare rare mobs and legendary mobs that you know so basically elites drop legendary items so you get a boost to your drop rate if you go into a higher level breach but if you can't beat the boss i feel like you're missing out on the biggest opportunity because the boss has like basically double the drop chance of a rare mob so i think you definitely benefit from playing like a low the lower difficulty as long as you can beat the boss than like playing ones where you lose against the boss
1: especially since it's like the finest loot comes from the boss itself so you wouldn't want to miss out on that opportunity yeah, you want your set items from them too. Yeah, because if you go through and lose to, like, you beat everything, but you lose to the boss and only the boss, and there's still some like very important loot that you can get from that that you would just completely lose out on. Yeah, so I think it's I
0: think it's set up pretty well where it incentivizes you to beat the boss and not you know like a weird gameplay loop where even though you can't beat the boss, you
1: still benefit net legendary items or something it could be something where you play on like a higher difficulty knowing that you're gonna lose to the boss but also knowing that the boosted drop rate is probably worth it for the legendaries if you were fine ignoring the set Uh, this starts going into calculations that are (laughs) beyond what i'm about to do in my head yeah for sure (laughs) i i think it works out pretty
0: well though like i was trying to do some calculations but i think the the drop rate from the boss is high enough that it makes it worth beating him because like right now i can beat him on hard but i can't beat him on superior
1: consistently so like i i've just been staying on hard what was the maximum titan yeah and the uh actually no you don't have that unlocked unless you beat the previous right
0: right yeah so right now i only have actually i only have superior unlocked so i haven't beat superior yet actually is my other character that was beating him but not consistently I guess.
1: I'm curious how far you can get into max difficulty before you end up dying. Could you even reach <laughs> the boss? Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: It scales pretty hard so you definitely need a lot of paragon points and a lot of um, a lot of legendary item synergy, I think, <laughs> to be able to survive and stuff.
1: So. The micromanagement of getting the perfect item with the perfect stat combination on the higher end of the stat roll. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely end-game grinding to be done. <sighs> it reminds me more of Diablo, which I guess was part of the goal, But because like, I, I was playing Diablo, and just experiencing the pain of, like, I can't get this item with every single minor stat on it. And then even if I do, I can't get it with the amount I want. <laughs> yeah, and Diablo has a lot of, like, re-rolling
0: things and stuff that you can do as well, so those are things that I want to add in later. You know, like being able to reroll minor traits and stuff. Yeah, their, um,
1: their reroll system makes me question things, at least on the newest one. It's like you go to reroll, not only is it endlessly getting expensive, but you also have to deal with the fact that sometimes you could get the reroll to just show you the exact same thing you already have, but weaker. Oh yeah, it shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you reroll, I don't know, damage to close, and then it shows two other damage to close at maybe a higher value, but also sometimes lower.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I don't know. Like if you're re-rolling, it's like, I guess if it's getting consistently more expensive, being able to roll and not get the exact same thing is probably a benefit. I'd have to think about that one because that, that feels like it might be hard to program as well. Maybe
1: not. I feel like the trouble comes in when you keep bumping up the cost. I mean, putting that on an item wouldn't be hard. You know, you just give it a value and then it gets multiplied every single time re-roll. The issue for the player is that when it keeps getting more expensive, they feasibly cannot upgrade it any longer. And you're just telling them, yeah. go find a new one.
0: Which is sort of the point, I think. I-, I think you're supposed to be incentivized to grind for loot more so than like upgrading it. Mm-hmm. but the upgrading is there for like when you find a really good piece like for example we have level up which I hardly ever use at the blacksmith but like say you did find a really good like level 9 item then you you can potentially level it up and then when we add the next like 10 levels then leveling up will become important because you can farm for like the items that you can get in level 10 and then you can level them up to level 20 but I still feel like grinding for new loot should be like the main focus most of the time but sometimes it's fun to go back and try to find like a certain specific one for its legendary power or something and level it up I guess like a mix (laughs) a mix
1: is probably the the correct answer I feel like you definitely do got to do like a little bit of in-between because using uh, Destiny as an example, that game, they've done it so many different ways and so many times uh, players will just go against it. Like there was a time where they just made it so everything you did own immediately was useless and you could not use it any longer. But it's not like the new stuff was that much better. It was just that you had to get a replacement of the same item. (laughs) Right. So you couldn't level them up, basically. Yep. Game just told you, go find a new one. It doesn't matter how good yours was, you have to get something to replace it. Whereas, like a game like Diablo, even if you don't upgrade, like for the new one, if you don't go from sacred to ancestral, you could maintain yourself just fine. You would want to, but it's not like you have to immediately. You could hold off on it. And I feel like it, it comes down to giving a player a reason to finding a new item, which is why new legendaries are like a new quality of an item becomes important right i think in our game like like when we have the next set
0: of legendary items and stuff i think it's just going to be like new legendary powers you know so then then maybe some of them synergize with legendary powers of the current tier and you know maybe like you have a combination of different legendary powers or something like Like I think being able to level up an item and keep your current build so maybe you do have like an awesome synergized build with like perfect rolls and stuff then being able to level that up to 20 whenever it comes out I think is probably a good option you know even if there are better items and stuff and then you can use those items to farm for the new ones as well. Different
1: um, legendaries with different effects definitely will change what type of army you use like if there was I don't know if you really wanted to lean into thorns for example if there was a new legendary item that gave you a large boost of thorns and then try to see if those existing legendaries we can pile that on and basically just watch the gameplay itself <laughs> yeah I definitely do want to do a thorns
0: like maybe a set at some point um, I feel like it's not the best gameplay style, so I probably don't want to do it right away, but eventually there's going to be a thorns set, double like maybe a legendary item that doubles your thorns from other items or something like that, I think would be pretty sweet,
1: maybe as like a set power. It's always one of those things that in a game is typically done wrong, either because it's too weak or it's too strong.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard one to find the balance. People like it though. Like the idea of it is really fun, even if the game, <laughs> the gameplay of it ends up not being. But since this game kind of plays itself anyways most of the time, it doesn't seem like it would be that bad of a build.
1: Like mix the current uh, set with thorns so that you could just be extremely tanky, and you're slow so that the enemies hit you more often, and then you just reflect all the <laughs> yeah. damage back at them.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: just let them kill themselves.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's better as like a secondary, like if you're a tank and then you have some room for thorns, I think that works better as like some, you know, additional damage that you can do than being like your main strategy but it all depends how how the set ends up playing out. Maybe we're at the end of the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to
1: I'm trying to think of something.
0: Yeah, it's been 25 minutes of recording, so we might we might be at the end of it anyways. That that seems like a good a good ending point. Yeah, for the listener, thank you. Thank you for making it to the end of the podcast and thank you for your interest in our game. Don't forget to go to knobcat.com, check out everything we have there, videos and and things like that. And then there's a link to our Discord where you can join and talk to us and ask us any questions that you have and keep up with updates on there. And we also have our social media accounts, which are um, Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> um, X, I guess now. Um, what a weird. A weird thing but anyways we have that and Instagram which are both at Dungeons Obelisk and I think that's everything we'll see you in two weeks bye
1: see ya